This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Ghana, voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. A man was cast one day As he was left alone to die He began to pray The Holy Ghost fell on him The Spirit came down He began to write about the things he saw The Revelator's name was John John the Revelator He saw Jerusalem coming down Yes, it was done. John the Revelator, and when he looked around, he saw feet like brass, eyes like fire, heard a great voice saying, come up high. It was John, John the Revelator, he wrote about the city of God. While in the spirit praying, John turned around to see. If the voice he had heard was what it seemed to be, just like the many waters of great trumpets. Hello, friend. You're welcome to Reflections for today. Today's nugget is titled, Honestly Mistaken. Honestly Mistaken. Honest mistakes are almost inevitable in the quest for truth, innovation, and change. Those who've never made mistakes are those who've greatly accomplished nothing. Though costly, We shouldn't be discouraged by mistakes because mistakes afford an opportunity to learn and grow. They keep us humble and enable us to see reality and ourselves more clearly. Most mistakes can be forgiven and corrected provided we humbly submit to the truth. Our response to truth reveals whether we're really honest or are frankly misguided, stupid, and deluded. For when truth is presented to the honestly mistaken, they either cease to be mistaken or cease to be honest. This is written by Dr. Samuel Cranty Pipim. And for more nuggets written by Dr. Pipim, you can visit eaglesonline.org and click on Weekly Thought Nuggets. I am Margaret Abebrese. Thank you. able he is able through prayer the impossibilities of man become the possibilities of god turn with me to matthew chapter 10 verse 27 
Matthew chapter 10 verse 27. I read, What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Remember, God is indeed able. Anything that is impossible for you is possible for him. And as he has told you, make sure you tell others. God richly bless you. I am Bell Dollar Bill. Cherished listener, brace yourself as we bring to you a continuation of the discussion, Christian marriage. A few points have come out clearly now. Um, as far as the ordinance is concerned, like you've educated us, it's between a man and a woman. And I think that to a very large extent, good to uh, address the hesitancy you had at the onset when you're trying yes, to, as to define what, what marriage is, because in recent days, We've seen an upsurge of people with certain views, you know, trying to, as it were, push through. Uh, the the position of the law hasn't changed. Hasn't changed. Uh, we so fundamentally, the legal position in Ghana, yes, a man and a woman, yes, and it's also been made clear to us that you can't just get up and 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 go and do anything anywhere or call anybody and say that you are you are getting married under the ordinance. There are key requirements that you have to meet by way of the license okay and um, that that's we, we'll, we'll put a break on the ordinance issue now and then let's go to another uh, very interesting type in fact there, there's been there have been quite a number of times when people have come up and asked whether um, customary marriage is actually marriage under Ghanaian law at least in your explanation or in your earlier introduction, you, you've identified it as one. But can you take us a little bit deeper into customary marriage? Uh, later on, we'll go into the, the issue of whether it is or it is not and its position vis-a-vis uh, ordinance marriage. Because sometimes some people go through through it, uh, they call it a certain name, and then, and then they, they, let me say, they top it up. Yes. Um, in everyday palace the one we described earlier um, is often described as wedding um, customary marriages I presume are the most widespread in Ghana uh, because invariably even those who um, have Christian marriages or ordina- ordinance marriages would usually have a customary marriage before or preceding the ordinance marriage so i presume um, it will be the most widespread and there are many many marriages contracted under customary law uh, and the parties never um, go through ordinance marriage it, it is i should say marriages known to accustom and, and possibly most of us our grand grand uh, great grandparents and grandparents and even parents that 
was the more common form of marriages known to them. Um, it is distinguished from the ordinance uh, principally by a particular um, incidental aspect. Um, whereas, strictly speaking, two consenting adults could contract a Christian marriage without necessarily the consent or approval of their families. A customary marriage has been described as a union between two families. So, of necessity, the, the families of the two parties must agree and uh, must uh, go perform some ceremonies or rituals to make it valid. It is a it is a union between two families. Normally, um, the family of the man will go and ask for the hand of the woman, and if the family of the woman consents, uh, they indicate their consent by either accepting drinks or uh, dowry, or acknowledging the family and the man somehow as um, a spouse. Um, so it cannot be just between the two individuals. It is usually between families, and it comes with some incidents. Normally, if there is a customary marriage, if one of the families is bereaved, for example, it gives the bereaved family some right to to invite the other family to the funeral to perform certain uh, customs and rites. Um, it is all an acknowledgement that uh, that family or the two families uh, consent and agree that there is in existence a marriage. And, um, and then also because ethnic, we have different ethnic groups in Ghana, the exact details as to requirement differ from community to community. So if you, if you want to marry a woman under custom, what you do is that you go to the family of the woman and ask them to uh, define for you the requirements and then they will tell you what their specific requirements are. I noticed that increasingly in Ghana there seems to be some gradual convergence but you still have specific items which um, will be specific to the ethnic group or groups involved in that kind of marriage. So basically that is an and in ordinary day, everyday parlance, that kind of marriage is called engagement. Of engagement, but um, as you said earlier, it is not engagement. Engagement, uh, as uh, applied or employed in in Europe or in the Western world, is some uh, informal agreement between just the two uh, prospective couple that they would marry eventually, but. When you we have um, a customary marriage, families sit down together, uh, gifts and presents are exchanged. That one is a full customary marriage and not just um, not just engagement. Okay. So that is customary marriage. Okay, I think I think that's a very important and legitimate point you have made about engagements and and weddings because I've had the the experience of people asking. 
um, whether what we call engagement is marriage. And sometimes when you tell them it is uh, marriage, they, they kind of look funny, you know. But at least this evening, you've made the point well known to us. Now, in, in your um, discussion, you've mentioned that if a man wants to marry a woman, uh, it's his family under customary law. His family goes to the woman's uh, family and asks of, of the hand in marriage. In effect, I mean, I'm asking this question because you have a situation where you would have two people with different um, ethnic backgrounds. And the issue arises, I mean, whose uh, customary prevails? That is the point, okay? Because you have a situation where the man says, well, I'm in place. We give three three pieces of cloth and uh, two bottles of schnapps and uh, maybe uh, some some cities and that's it. And and so when he goes to the other side and the people are demanding something different, you know, I just want you to, to, to give us uh, clarity. On, I, on, I, on think, I think it is clear that um, there shouldn't be confusion. Um, the writings of old from Sabah to Lenu and from decided cases is clear on that point that if a man wants to marry a woman under customary law in Ghana, it is the man or the man's family that goes to the woman's family to inquire as to the requirements. So it is the family of the woman that prescribes or defines what, according to their custom, are the essential validities. Um, depending upon where you come from, a cow or cows may be demanded or a sewing machine and, and other things may be demanded. Um, I, have, I have ever heard that in some uh, ethnic groups in Ghana, the, the, the custom or the rites are performed in a sort of piecemeal manner so that over a period of time, from time to time, you perform them. There are milestones. Milestones. <laughs> and um, until you go through all of them, married. it is not regarded as um, a fully contracted customary marriage. Okay. And um, it could also affect, under customary law, I think there is a conflict now in some, in some of those details, under statute law and under customary law, but in some uh, ethnic groups, until you have gone through fully your rights as a father in regard to your children are even affected. You may not be fully recognized as a father uh, of children who were uh, uh, born out of such relationship if you have not fully performed those rights. So it is important to know the, the requirements of the woman's family or ethnic group as they themselves prescribe. If you, you can't impose your your conditions as known to your, you by your custom on the family of the woman or the prospective wife you you intend to marry. Okay. Thank you very much. I think I think um, it's clear. And it's also clear that if the appropriate bride price is not paid, there's yes. no valid marriage. Yes. You just listened to a discussion on the topic Christian marriage. A continuation will be brought to you later.
For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. Well, it was many years ago in the time of the Bible that they took him up to Calvary. They could have let him go, but instead they chose Barabbas just to set another criminal free. When they crucified the ever-loving can master with compassion flowing from his eyes. Well, he said to a thief who was begging him for mercy that today I live in paradise. Mm, and I'm saved. I'm saved like the criminal on the cross. Praise God, I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. No more to suffer loss. Well, he said I'd live in paradise. And he's taken care of the cost. Hallelujah. I'm saved. I'm saved. Like the criminal on the cross. Well, on the judgment day, when all the people gather around him and they wait to hear what he will declare, what there will never ever be more intense anticipation that has ever happened anywhere. When they call my name to defend my reputation, there is only one thing I can say. I'm a wretch, I'm a worm, I'm a no-good sinner, but he said I'll save you anyway. Oh, and I'm saved, I'm saved. like the criminal on the cross. Praise God, I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. No more suffering for me. Calling for you, mercy on the portals. He's waiting and watching, watching for you. You are welcome back to Moment of Truth, and I am your pastor, Ebenezer Quay. We have been looking at the theme, Hope in the Midst of Hopelessness. And in this particular series, we are looking at the topic, Hope in the Fairness. We have mentioned how the children of Israel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, could stand before the king and declare that they will not bow to his image and that they are even not afraid of the fiery fence that was set before them. Friend, you can stand for the Lord. But in doing this, you must know that your love, your faith and trust in God must be so much so that you can say, God is above every creature. He is above all health and beauty. He is above every honor and glory. He is above every power and dignity. That you can say, God is all knowledge and cleverness. That God is above all riches and arts. He is above all joy and gladness all fame and praise, all sweetness and consolation, that you can say, God is every hope and promise. He is every merit and desire. That you can say, God is above every gift and favor. He is above all the joy and exhortation that the mind can receive and feel. 
He's above angels and archangels. He's above all the heavenly hosts. He's above all things and invisible. Friend, nothing in this world is compared to the God I am introducing to you. You can love him and have faith in him. Your firm trust in God matters. Nothing matters but God. Some are willing to sacrifice their virginity for little favors. Some are willing to do all kinds of things for little favors. But if you can trust in God, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even when you face death, you will still stand and not bow to the gods. And you can say, He alone is above everything. And He is the best. He is the most high, the most powerful, the most sufficient, the most satisfying, the most sweet, the most consoling. You can say that God is the most beautiful. He is the most loving. He is the most noble. He is the most glorious. And He is above all things. This is the God that I am introducing to you today. This is the God that Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego trusted in and therefore did not turn away from him. And they know that even in the fiery finance, he is able to deliver them. They said, we are willing to suffer the fury and anger of King Nebuchadnezzar than to bow than to turn from our God. You can have the world, its glory, all the promises and the promotions that come with bowing to the images. But we won't bow. Sometimes you need to be tempted stubborn, tough and stalwart in other to praise God. What can water do to the rock? It cannot do anything to the rock. If you can trust God, even in the face of dire situations, in the face of hopelessness, God can still come in and help you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 38 and 39 that for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor death nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the kind of trust that Meshach Shadrach and Abednego had in their God. These young men were to face the fire, which was kindled seven times more. The number seven is complete. It was increased to the fullest capacity, but they did not look back. They did not turn away from their God. They did not want to see their ashes. Even the people of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, didn't want to see their ashes. He wants them to burn. And so he increased the fire seven times. And indeed, by the instruction of the king, they were thrown into the fire by the chosen men of Vela. But the men got bent at the entrance of the fiery furnace. We want to ask at this time that is there any hope for God's people even when they come face to face with the fire? Is there any hope for God's people when they are thrown into the fiery furnace? Yes, there is hope. Yes, there is hope even in the fiery furnace. Something strange happened in the furnace. And I am sure you want to know that. And that is why I have captioned this sermon. Hope in the midst of hopelessness. Friend, if there is nothing, if there is nothing in your life today, if you are broke, if life is difficult, I want to assure you 
that the God that brought hope even in the finance can bring this hope into your life today. God is more powerful than your situation. The men who tied the three young Hebrews got bent outside the furnace, but Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego survived the fire. You will survive the fire furnace if you stand for the Lord. The people who are against you, the situations that are against you, they will be destroyed, but you will not be destroyed. Some of us or some people are afraid to make a decision for the Lord because of pressure from parents, from friends, even their religious affiliations. But I have come to encourage you and show to you that your peers, your parents, your friends, and even society do not determine your destiny. It is God and God alone. At this time, if you can trust him, if you can believe him, I am sure you will survive the fire, even if you are thrown into the fire. Because God gave them hope, even in the fire. There is hope for God's children, even in the fiery furnace. And there is hope for you, my dear listener, today, even if your situation is like Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego. Maybe you may be going through a persecution right now. Maybe life may be difficult for you right now. But God is well able to deliver you. He will do something new in your life. He is able to turn situations around. He is able to work out something for you. God is faithful. He who has begun a good work in you, he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. If you can put your hope in this God, he will work out something for you. He is faithful. He is good. He is kind. He is above all. And I want to encourage you that continue to listen to this series and you will be a blessing. This is Ebenezer Kwe, your pastor, and I am on the program Moment of Truth. God bless you. Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta, Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. (laughs) 